the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The market in 2023 is forcing investors to be buttoned up and review their financial portfolios like never before. Trusted friends of the Todd Stern Show, Legacy Precious Metals. They can help to advise you on the best options to invest in gold and silver, which both provide stability in times of market crisis. I know this company well, so speak directly to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals by calling 866-528-1903 or download their free investor's guide at Legacy PM Investments. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starr. That's us, that's right, I love this American. was uh, somebody at the door uh, holding a box. And you never know uh, here at the Todd Stearns radio program. I mean, we have um, we have great security here. But you never know. You get a box and, and you wonder, should I get Grace Baker to open this? I mean, it's <laughs> no, that's not. Well, no, I'm not saying no, Dylan. I'm not saying Grace is expendable. I'm just I'm just saying I I'd like to think that the host of the Todd Stearns show is not expendable, but so anyway, every time I get a package, I just open with trepidation. That's well, that's somewhat true. We actually have our all of our boxes are scanned, so we have some good security here. But anyway, I was I'm like I wasn't expecting anything, um, and uh, so anyway, I'm opening the box. I'm like, what is this? I didn't recognize the address, and you know, come to think of it, I probably shouldn't have opened the box. But anyway, I cleared out the staff from the building and uh, closed the door in the office, and uh, I'm opening the box last night. And uh, inside were the what they call the author copies. So um, the way uh, book publishing works is that the authors, you know, a lot of people think, oh, the, well, the authors must be, uh, you know, incredibly wealthy because they have all of these books and they, you know, whenever they want to give somebody a book, they give somebody a book. Yeah, that's not how it works. So um, we get 10 copies, uh, authors, you get 10 free copies of your book from the publisher, and then you're just like everybody else. You know, you're like a civilian. So you have to go and, and buy your book, and I get a little royalty anybody uh, anytime somebody buys the book. But uh, got my 10 free copies yesterday, and I, I'm uh, holding this up uh, for the camera here so you'll be able to see. It is a beautiful book. Uh, the, uh, the designer, the book cover uh, designer, Joseph Huntley, who does all of our design work, just crushed it. You know, the publishing house, they've got their own artists and designers, but we prefer to use our own folks. And um, actually, it's our own folk. 
And uh, our folk did a great job. Well done, Joseph Huntley. And uh, just it's a beautiful book. And uh, there's the president. Uh, Todd Starnes is a fierce defender of freedom and a great patriot. He has seen and understands what is happening to our country like few others. His book is absolutely terrific, a must-read. Now, you know what's going to happen. I'm just going to go ahead and predict this. So the president's remarks are in red on the cover, right? And you know what's going to happen. One of these one of these Christian nationalist people, you know, the anti-Christian nationalist crowd, they're going to say, what's up with that? Hmm? Does Todd Stearns think President Trump is Jesus? All of his words are in red. Hmm? You know that's going to happen. Thank you, Mr. President. But anyway, uh, this I can't wait for you to read this book. You're, we're going to have a lot of fun together. The first chapter is called Darth Brandon and the Temple of Doom. And we have some other great chapters, Butter My Butt and Call Me a Biscuit. Jack and Jill ran up the hill and came down gender neutral. Uh, this is really, you're going to have a lot of fun here. So anyway, pre-order if you would like to pre-order now. Uh, we are doing the big national book tour as a matter of fact, yesterday, and you may have seen the uh, the announcement, CPAC officially announcing that I will be speaking at CPAC this year in Washington D.C. and really looking really looking forward uh, to uh, sharing remarks with the uh, with the conservatives there in in D.C. So, look, I, I want to start here with a um, with an observation, if that's okay. Over the weekend, you had three U.S. soldiers who were killed. You also had more than 40 individuals, soldiers, members of the National Guard who were injured, some of them severely injured, by a sneak drone attack in the dark of night while our troops were sleeping. As of today, as of 11 minutes past noon, their deaths have not been avenged. The United States has not retaliated. Now, some of you may be saying, well, you know, they've got to wait, they've got to plan, they've got to prepare. We should have already prepared. We should have already had a plan. So I, I want to explain what's going on here because I got a couple of messages last night. Todd, why haven't we fought back? Why haven't we responded? Why isn't Tehran a glass parking lot? What's going on here? We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Iranians are behind all of this. So so what gives? So a couple of things. The, the Biden administration, they really don't want to respond to this. They really, really, really don't. Otherwise, we would have responded. So they don't want to respond. They don't want to go after Iran because they consider Iran to be an ally of the administration. That's why they're giving them millions and billions of dollars. They they don't they don't consider them to be the enemy that they are. So so Biden and Obama don't want to attack Iran. They they don't want to go after the Houthis. They don't want to do that. So they're they're hoping that all of us forget the fact that we have three dead American soldiers and we have more than 40 others who have grave injuries. They want us to forget that. We're not going to forget it, but they want us to forget about it. The other component of this is why didn't we have a plan? We don't have a plan. And that's another big part of this. We There were no contingency plans. You would have thought somebody would have had a plan, right? You would have come up, you would have been talking through these scenarios in the think tanks 
and you would have you would have determined, oh wait a second, uh, we need to come up with a plan. What happens if the Iranians try a sneak attack at night with drones? What do we do? How do we respond? How do we how do we uh, protect our troops from something like that? By the way, one of the dead soldiers. It was her first deployment, first time, probably first time out of the country. She's coming back in a in a box. And by the way, the administration originally w- would not even confirm that President Biden was going to be there and at least do the half-decent thing by standing there. And maybe as they're bringing the caskets off the plane, understand that his foreign policy sucks and it's putting everybody in grave danger. But then as th- th- there's another part of this that that has me concerned. And again, this is this is about the planning. Because this was not some sort of a random attack. This was the 160th attack on US troops since the Muslims invaded Israel in October of last year. So it's not like they were caught off guard. So my question is, why did they leave our troops exposed like that? And uh, I would have been asking that question after the first attack, but you've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. We're not, we're, we're all the way at 160 attacks. And this administration's done nothing to secure our bases and to protect our fighting men and women. And why is that? I think it's because they just don't care. You know, Obama, again, and and we don't talk a lot about this, right? And we will talk more about it as the election progresses. But we all understand that Joe Biden is not not capable of calling any shots. So we know that Barack Hussein Obama is. And we know that Barack Hussein Obama, his allegiances do not lie with America. His allegiances lie with the Muslims of the Middle East. And this is really not in dispute. I mean, when you look at how Obama behaved during the first years of his administration, when he would he went on the apology tour. And where did he go on the apology tour? He went to the Middle East. He weakened our military. And in going to the Middle East and apologizing on foreign soil for the great atrocities committed by the great Satan, that's us, uh, he was putting us in even greater danger because he was telling the Muslims that we are soft, we are weak, that you can attack us and there will not be any repercussions. Now, I I know I've heard I've heard the White House tell us that they don't want to escalate things. Well, things have already escalated. We have dead American soldiers. That's pretty darn escalation, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. That's escalating things. But again, they don't want to do it. They don't want to go after Iran. I'll throw another component in this. And by the way, these people are actually giving the Biden administration cover. You've got people like Tucker Carlson out there and others who are somewhat isolationist. And I agree with a lot of Tucker's policies um, and his ideology. I don't think we should have gone to war in Iraq. I, I, again, we don't fight other people's wars, but we've been attacked here and we've got to send a message. But may I just say it's, it's too late. It's what, what, who are we going to shoot? 
What are we going to blow up? Because whatever we were hoping to blow up or punish, those people are long gone now. Those bases have been cleared out. You say, well, we're going to blow up the Air Force bases. Where are the jets? They have been moved to secure locations across across Iran. There is no surprise, right? The element of surprise is gone now. And every single day this administration waits. It's yet another opportunity, more hours for Iran to move their personnel out of the attack zones. And part of me believes, actually all of me believes, this is intentional. And I do believe it's very possible that that Barack Obama, through his Iranian agent, Valerie Jarrett, they've reached out to the Iranians and they've worked all of this out. All right, here's the deal, guys. We're going to have to attack you to appease everybody in America. So um, we're going to be hitting this target and that target and this target. And we're going to do it at this particular time. But you need to get all your people out. We're going to give the impression of shock and awe, but it's really not going to be shock and awe. So that's what's going on. That's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. I don't believe those deaths are going to be avenged until Donald John Trump takes the oath of office. I mean, that's really where I think all of this is going. Because ultimately, the Biden administration, Barack Hussein Obama, they don't care about our fighting men and women. They're expendable in their estimation. That's what's going on. Your thoughts on this, ladies and gentlemen, what should we do? How should we respond as a nation to what the Iranians did to us? Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. By the way, uh, Congressman Mark Green uh, joins us in just a little while. Also, we're going to be checking in with former Kansas Governor Jeff Collier and Wyatt Cox from the Nevada Dot Network weighing in on the big Nevada primary. Also, RNC meeting in Vegas, and we're going to get the uh, an update on, on that as well. Not looking good for the Republicans, by the way. Let's go to the phone lines. Ron in North Carolina starting off our day. 
on WTKF, the talk station. Hi, Ron. What's on your mind? Uh, in response to your question, how should we retaliate? Yes, sir. We we have been responding with million-dollar guided munitions against a country that's using low-cost missiles and rockets. The way to eliminate those missiles and rockets is use those high-dollar high munitions and take out the manufacturing plants that are producing those weapons. That will stop them. May take a few months to get the stuff out of the supply line, but once that supply line is empty, they're out of production. Ron, we haven't even blown up a camel. That's, I mean, you know, that was the big argument back during Bill Clinton's days, if you remember that, where we we took out a herd of camels. We haven't even done that. Ron, appreciate well, that. Yeah, appreciate that call, Ron. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Meanwhile, in New York City, no, no, no. Before we go to New York City, I got to go to, I got to go to Roxbury, Massachusetts, a burb of Boston. And you, they've got a big problem out there, a problem that is, impacting every single business in America, especially in cities that are run by Democrats. Congress gal Ayanna Presley from the floor of the House of Representatives literally accused Walgreens of racial discrimination. And the reason why is that Walgreens is shutting down stores in neighborhoods that are overrun by thugs and thuggets and thuglings. Cut number nine. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take, them, and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you, Walgreens. Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation that needs to put their money where their mouth is and stop divesting from black and brown communities. All right. So a lot to unravel here, a lot to unpack. First of all, Walgreens does not have some sort of a constitutional obligation to be run out of business. And the fact of the matter is Walgreens cannot do business in these communities. So maybe Ayanna Presley ought to be directing her wrath and anger at her constituents. And maybe she ought to tell her constituents to stop stealing and to stop the smashing cramps. But, but Todd, but Todd, I gotta have my, I gotta have my Skittles. I gotta have my Skittles. I'm hungry. I gotta eat my Skittles. I gotta have my pork rinds. Okay. But you know what? They're not stealing Skittles and they're not stealing pork rinds. 
right? When they're going into Hugo Boss stores, when they're going into Michael Kors stores, and they're stealing all of the purses and they're stealing all of the sneakers out of the city gears. Folks, this is not about people going hungry. This is about lazy ass people who are stealing other people's stuff. That's what this is about. Nobody wants to talk about that up on Capitol Hill, but Walgreens, we got your back on this one. 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARDS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. Somebody just sent me some video. I've got it up on our Rumble channel. Big, big um, blow up in the Tennessee House of Representatives today. We've got some of these. uh, We have communists that now serve in the Tennessee House of Representatives. They call themselves Democrats, but these are really communists. And they're radical, like Black Panther style communists. They're very bad people. Uh, one of these guys, his name is Justin Jones. You might remember the national news last year. He got kicked out of the um, of the House chamber. The guy basically incited a riot and an insurrection inside the Capitol building. I don't. Uh, well, yeah. The reason why he's not in in jail right now is because he's a, a communist Democrat. So it's part of the culture, I think. Well, that's what they say. So anyway, um, in spite of all that, he was still invited to lead the chamber in the Pledge of Allegiance this morning. And Justin Jones, the communist Democrat from Nashville, declined to do so. And then he stages a hissy fit on the House floor. Um, Another lawmaker had to step in and lead the Pledge of Allegiance. A state representative, Jody Barrett, writing, this is what woke indoctrination in our schools and colleges looks like. The ignorance and utter disrespect for the sacrifices of the men and women who have served and continue to serve in defense of the flag and the nation it represents sums up everything this grifter doesn't stand for. The guy's gutter trash. One angry Tennessee and noted, never thought I would see this happening in Tennessee, but cancer does spread, and it's this type of behavior that's in every state now. Maybe he, talking about Justin Jones, would be happier in another country, perhaps. I'm not sure they would expect, I don't think they would accept him, even in like a place like Iran. Unbelievable. Uh, Tennessee Stands, which is a conservative group, says, this guy is an absolute piece of trash and utterly unbecoming of the honor of the office he currently holds. Seems to me, if you can't pledge allegiance, you don't deserve to be in office. But that's just me. 
All right, uh, let's go to the phones here. Doug in North Carolina, listening to us on the great WSIC. Hi, Doug, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, it's, a, it's an honor to speak with you again, my friend. Hope this call finds you in good health. Well, thank you for that. Doing, doing dandy. Thanks to our friends at Balance of Nature, Doug. Yeah. Well, I I take balance too. So yeah, I I agree with you. Um, but uh, yeah, I I hesitated to call in the last few days because uh, you know <laughs> I hate to agree with everything you say, but I can't help it, man. You my you you are spot on. We need to go over there. We need to let the people, the innocent civilians of Tehran, know that we're going to come over there and destroy their city. you got 10 days to get out, and then we're going to turn Tehran into a dust bucket. And that's the only thing the Iranians are going to understand. But we've got Biden and Obama, Obama mostly. They're not going to do anything, Todd. They, they might send over a couple of cruise missiles and blow up a couple of old shacks somewhere in the mountains and then slap a couple of meaningless uh, uh, sanctions on them, and they'll just be laughing at us again. But they need to turn Tehran into a glass parking lot. That would send a message. But I, I honestly don't think that they're going to do it. They don't have nobody, – nobody wants that kind of carnage – and destruction. Doug, but, uh, Doug, I got to go old school for a minute. How old are you, Doug, if you don't mind me asking? I, I will be 76 in July. So you're a young guy. All right. So you'll, you, I think you'll be able to relate to this. So I'm a little bit younger than you. But when I was in, in grade school um, in the uh, 70s, my, my dad taught me a lesson, and it was uh, something early on. Uh, my dad growing up was um, a Golden Gloves boxer, um, he was very good and people do not to mess with, with my dad. You know, he was a very soft-spoken man, but he would lay you out, uh, if, if push came to shove. And, uh, so dad, you know, again, growing up, I had to learn how to box and I wasn't very good at it, but my dad explained that when you're dealing with a, a schoolyard bully, you have to smash that guy in the face and make sure that his nose is bleeding. And the reason why is because you have to teach that bully, you don't mess with me. And and sure enough, Doug, that happened once, and uh, I had to punch a bully in the nose, and um, something very interesting happened. The bully stopped being a bully. And that's what we've got to do over there. You know, it may not be the – I mean, nowadays you can't do that, Doug. They'll throw you in jail. But uh, back in the day, that's how you settled things out on the schoolyard. Yep. And that's yep. what we have to well, do in Iran. I agree completely. Uh, you know, the problem is it's a drive-by media and, and the liberal uh, idiots around the world, will, they will condemn us for oh, such an atrocious, uh, uh, you know, atrocious uh, 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 act of war and blah, blah, blah. We, we don't have no choice, Todd. They, they put our backs up against the wall because of this weakness with the Biden administration, we don't have no choice. Are, are there going to be any generals that you know of that you think that might, you know, override this thing and say, hey, we've got to take care of business? 
Can't do that, uh, Doug. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, you are, you know, you're disobeying orders. You're disobeying your commander in chief. So their hands are tied and you wouldn't want that. I mean, we wouldn't want that if Trump was in office. You can't have the generals out there, you know, calling the shots on their own. Unless they, uh, uh, you know, in, invoke martial law. Well, let's let's see what happens. I mean, they're going to have to respond, and I hope they do respond. We should have already done it, but at this point, and and it's a fair point. Call up, you know, call up uh, the, the Ayatollah and say, "All right, pick a city, just uh, Mr. Ayatollah, pick a city." Uh, Tehran, okay, fine, Tehran, you've got forty-eight hours to evacuate your city because we're about to turn it into a glass parking lot. I mean, you can at least maybe that's the American way, but. Well, uh- Doug, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening to us. Thank you for those kind words. And uh, by the way, folks, we are going to be coming to Statesville, North Carolina, on the Big Book Tour. We'll be telling you more about that in the coming um, in the coming months. Wow, it's next month. That's when the book launches, March nineteenth. So we it's it's coming up fast. Let's go to Anna in Georgia, listening to us. On the great powerhouse, WDUN. You know, Anna, can I just, can I brag on your local radio station for a moment? Is that okay? Sure. I More people listen to WDUN than a lot of the news talk stations in the Atlanta area. It is, they have a massive, loyal audience. And I'm telling you, some of the best broadcasters in, in the country work there at WDUN. Yes, they do. And, you know, you got Martha Zoller over there. And the boys in the morning, it's just, it's, I listen, I'm an appraiser, so I'm in the car a lot, and I listen to them every day, and I, of course, I listen to you and all the others. Um, um, I'm, now I'm glad you said something about WD, because I love them. Um, I just wanted to say that, uh, that representative that was talking about, Wal, uh, about Walgreens, she doesn't understand how business works. Business is not here, uh, business is not created to make jobs, although that is a spinoff of something. One of the good things that happen when they're successful. But they're there to pay their stockholders. And, um, you know, imagine that, that somebody actually supports um, a company or a business and uh, these people don't get it. They think it's based on the fact that they might be in a black community, brown community. It doesn't matter about that. I mean, they were there to begin with. Why are they gone? They're gone because you have stolen from them so badly, or your constituents have, that they can't keep business going. They're not there to lose their shirt because you're black or brown, or white, or red, they're there to make money. And I know that's an obscene concept, but that's what they're there for. They pay taxes, they you know, they hire people if things are going really well. So, you know, I, I just can't, I can't even believe that that representative did not explain to her people um, that whole process it's we have failed we have failed our our children so badly that when they grow up they don't have a clue i i don't know i i 
it's just too much for me. It's you know we and we see this we see this play out and and I tell people without without fail they will always try to accuse the big box stores of racism and that's the craziest thing because those folks are in business to make money they want to be able to make money when they invest in a community Anna. Uh, by building and, and a lot of these a lot of these uh, big stores like Target and Kroger, they're coming into these communities because they have been lobbied. And so they're taking a risk already. But then when you've just got this rampant shoplifting and the smash and grabs, and their argument is always this on the left, Anna. Well, those people have insurance. Well, what they don't understand is when you start filing those insurance claims, guess what happens, Anna? Guess what happens after a while? That's right. They you get. You. That's it. They cancel, they cancel you. you. <laughs> that's it. I'm telling you, it's stupid. These people are stupid. We've got, we've got people that represent others. I mean, that was like Omar the other day, and she's representing Somalia. It's like, wait a minute, you don't represent Somalia. You might be Somalian, but you're an American Somalian. Sorry, but what are you doing? Well, how are you thinking? What is wrong with you? And, you know, they just, they just don't, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of these people. I'm tired of the president. I'm, I'm tired. I can't wait till November. I am just gnawing at the bit. And I just, and I think everyone, including, uh, including Democrats, not all of them are progressive. They're tired of it, too. Anna, I guarantee you there are just as many angry Democrats. I'm not talking about the communist in the Democrat Party, but I'm talking about liberals. I guarantee you there are a lot of people on the other side that are just as upset. I, I can guarantee it. Anna, we got to run. Thank you for uh, calling in. Thank you for listening to WDUN. Uh, they're good people. And uh, folks, hang tight. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we uh, going right back to the phones. Harold in Ohio, we're going to get to you. Don't go anywhere. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, who do you think Trump ought to pick as his running mate? So Newsmax is uh, doing a poll, and they would like to get your opinion. Who do you think Donald Trump should pick for VP? Ben Carson, Ron DeSantis, Christy Nome, Tim Scott. Newsmax wants to know who you want, and you can vote right now. It literally takes a few seconds. All you have to do is get out your smartphone, text the word SKIP, S-K-I-P, to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747. Now, here's what's going to happen. You text, and then they will send you a poll link, and you'll be able to make your voice heard. So, again, uh, text SKIP to 39747 and join Newsmax in the brand-new national poll. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. 
Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on the show today. We've got a question over on the YouTube live chat. So a lot of different ways for people to to watch us and to listen to us. You can watch us on our YouTube channel. You can watch us on Rumble. Uh, the question of the day, should the United States retaliate against Iran for this for the slaughter of these U.S. US troops? So we would love for you to weigh in there, and we would also love for you to call. And that's exactly what Harold did, listening to us on FM 97.7 in Ohio. Hi, Harold. What's on your mind? Yeah, Todd, I'm just an old-fashioned American. And uh, years ago, when any country took the life of an American, uh, innocent American uh, in any country, we knew the heads were going to roll because you just didn't mess with an American unless that American was really doing something wrong. And uh, Saddam Hussein used to call us the paper tiger. And uh, I don't think we were a paper tiger then, but, boy, under this Biden administration, it's, 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 it's shameful that how they let uh, these uh, third-rate uh, uh, clowns kill our people and walk all over us and get away with it. All he does is slap them on the hand. And when you say, well, we're going to take their oil over, we're going to bomb a couple shacks over there and, and put this uh, uh, – litigation against them or whatever that's a big joke when they take an american's life then lives should be taken in retaliation and they're they're laughing at us and anything short of that and uh america has to stand up for itself there's no getting around it just like you gave that uh uh thing about the uh, punching them in the nose and everything and making them bleed you know they said years ago they wouldn't think even think about killing an american and getting away with it now it's a big joke they don't care there's no fear about killing Americans and stuff, and this is going to go on and on and on until America gets the backbone to take a stand and go over there and bomb the heck out of them. You know, that's the only thing these terrorists uh, uh, respect and uh, <clears throat> and uh, fear. And uh, But with Biden in there, he's going along with the enemy and everything, and, uh, and the Democrats and everything. They want to bleed us, Todd. You know, when you go up against a, a stronger opponent, they tell you in warfare, bleed them. That means you might not be able to knock them out with one punch, but if you get them to bleed and they and then you back off and, and you know maybe attack them a little bit later and get them bleed some more, you could bleed them to where they don't have no strength to attack you anymore until it actually kills them. This this is what these third rate countries are doing to us, Todd. Exactly, bleeding us. They, they did that to Israel too. October seventh, massive attack, and then they step back and they have their UN uh, uh, buddies get in there and say, well, don't. Don't don't fight back, Israel. You know uh, they always came. UN always been been against Israel defending itself, no matter what happened to it, no matter who attacked it. It was always Israel. You're wrong if you defend yourself. And uh, pretty soon they'll get so weak, and America gets so weak, we won't, we won't be able to defend ourselves. Harold, it's a good point you raise. And and again, uh, I like going back to the Reagan era, where and if you know, and why did Reagan get elected? It's because. It's because Jimmy Carter did the same thing that Joe Biden has done, weakened us on the on the international stage. And Reagan came in, and it wasn't a surprise that those hostages got released when they got released because Iran knew that Ronald Reagan would have bombed them back to the Stone Age. So that's 
So to your point, and Harold, I want you to do me a favor. We're going to put Harold on hold because, Harold, I want to send you a copy of the Deplorables Guide to Making America Great Again. And then, Harold, I want you to call your local radio station there in beautiful Youngstown, Ohio, and uh, tell them, thank, thank them for carrying the, the Todd Starnes radio show. We love all of our friends there in the Youngstown and Warren area uh, listening to us on uh, AM 1570 and 97.7 FM. Good people there, great radio station. Hang tight. We've got a lot me, a lot more people wanting to weigh in. We've got Bill uh, listening to us over in the Winston-Salem area. Uh, hang tight, everybody. We've got to take a break for the top of the hour news. We will be right back in the meantime. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pre-order Twilight's Last Gleaming. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for you to read this book. And uh, pre-orders are now well underway. And I can tell you, the numbers are looking great. Thank you for everyone who's already pre-ordered a copy. We just need all of our great listening audience to get over to Amazon, get over to Barnes & Noble online, and to start pre-ordering Twilight's Last Gleaming Can America Be Saved. All right, we'll be right back, everybody. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, America, and uh, hello, you. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So honored to, to have you with us. And, uh, folks, we were we were running the numbers now well over 150 radio stations around the nation are uh, listening to this program, and we are just so very honored uh, that uh, you and your local radio stations are, are hanging out with us today. And, of course, I uh, want to give a great big shout-out to our newest affiliate, WOCA, there in the beautiful Ocala, Florida area. And also our great listeners in Ohio, uh, folks over in the Youngstown area, Warren, Akron, Ohio, listening to the great WHTX, that's 97.7 FM and AM 1570, uh, Real Talk. And you know the drill here, and Lydia hates this because, no, Lydia's a very kind person, but we make her very busy uh, because uh, if you are calling in from one of those two stations, uh, we want to honor you with a Todd Stern Show prize package. Uh, Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926, and we're going to be getting to your calls in just a little while. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and a great American patriot joins us, our good friend, Congressman Mark Green from Tennessee. Congressman, I hope you're doing well. Todd, doing great. I hope you are. You know, I am, Congressman. I know we've got a lot of ground to cover, and uh, let's start with uh, the latest on Alejandro Mayorkas. And we, I just want to say thank you for following through with a campaign promise. And, and I'm glad to see that he is going to be held accountable in the House of Representatives. Yeah, we, uh, you know, did our five-phase investigation that took several months. Uh, I would have loved for it to have gone much faster. But, uh, you know, when you're doing the transcribed interviews, getting people under oath and doing the 
getting the legal stuff all done, it takes a little bit of time, and we needed to be methodical, systematic, and, and get the information out to the American people. We finished that up in December and then held some uh, impeachment hearings in January. And, and uh, just this week, we we did our markup of impeachment articles, and it passed out of committee. We'll go to the floor of the House next week. So, uh, you know, we've been getting this message a lot on the on the social media platforms. Uh, so, so what? Why are we doing this? Because, you know, clearly the, the Senate controlled by Democrats this isn't going to go anywhere. So why are you guys doing what you're doing? It's a softball question, Congressman. <laughs> so, um, look, it, 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 just because the, the Senate isn't going to do its job doesn't mean we don't do our job. And, and let's face it, Alejandro Mayorkas has flaunted the laws written by Congress on, on n- a number of levels, seven, seven different laws that he has basically violated. Uh, but in one case, he, he wrote a memorandum to his field staff to basically break the law. And that law is very clear. You shall detain any criminal alien. And that in the law, it actually lists, for example, drug trafficking, human trafficking, murder, uh, all these different, uh, you know, felonies. And it says you will, you shall detain all these people. And Mayorka sent a letter to the staff saying that is not a reason to detain. And that's blatantly against what Congress has written. And as I recall from my constitutional education days back in uh, grade school and in high school, the Congress writes the laws, the executive branch executes the laws. It's very interesting. The Democrats who did the, the, the study on uh, or did the investigation into Iran-Contra, and what, you know, they, they published their report and it says the president and by extension the uh, cabinet secretaries don't get to pick and choose which laws they're going to you know, enforce. They have to enforce the law. And so we've got a cabinet secretary who's lawless. He's lied to Congress under oath, lied to the American people. Um, His lawless actions and his breach of trust with the people, uh, I think we can't tolerate it. If he were a Republican, I'd be doing the same thing. We cannot tolerate um, an, an executive branch personnel taking their policy, enforcing it on the American people without having it go through the Congress. It's just, it's, it's not acceptable. Congressman, a big story out of New York City. I don't know if you've seen the video of this gang yeah. of 8 illegals um, attacking two police uh, two, two police officers, kicking them in the face. I mean, this is a very dangerous situation. Now I understand these guys were arrested, but they're right back out on the, str- uh, the streets again. People are just enraged over this. Yeah, they should be. You know, look, I've said this, uh, you know, a thousand times, but Democrats don't know the difference between a good person and a bad person. They want to defund the police. They want to defund ICE and they street violent criminals. They, you know, uh, bail on our ally Britain in in Afghanistan. And then they, um, you know, turn around and do a deal with Iran with $6 billion for five, five individuals, five hostages and, they take the Houthis off the terrorist watch list, you know, to, to butter up Iran. I mean, they, they don't know good from bad, and it's it's a tragedy, uh, and, and it's why they don't belong in office. It's You're absolutely right. Uh, and Congressman Mark Green is on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Another thing, uh, Congressman, I, I saw on your Twitter feed uh, where uh, you, are, you are backing Congressman Chip Roy and this horrible story 
Um, which is this? Did this happen in your congressional district with the the pro lifers? So I think this was John Rose's district. This gotcha. is where the individual. Yeah, I, I I I'm pretty sure it was John's district. I, I think it was over in um, like Hendersonville or or. But anyway, they're basically protesting, but they're outside. They're not preventing people from going in. They're not harassing anyone. They're just outside, and they basically get arrested by a SWAT team. I mean, it's it's, – talk about abuse of power and, um, you know, violations of of people's um, rights. It's, It's unbelievable what's happened. So the and the story for our listeners and we we talked about this a lot yesterday on the show but you've got a group of pro-lifers we have the video of the protest they were praying and they were singing hymns so they weren't burning anything down uh they weren't beating up cops and I just find it I find it ironic that the government's going to go after them with this uh, this face act um and meanwhile it's okay for pro-Palestinian mobs to literally shut down federal highways it's not just shut down federal highways, Todd. They painted the fence at the White House and tried to and broke the gate into the grounds of the White House. It's unacceptable. And, and then Congress, yeah. and, and then you've got this story. And I don't want to go into graphic detail, but we understand now that the uh, Democrat staffer who was uh, doing the butt naked boot scooting boogie there in one of the hearing rooms, uh, what? No, nobody's going to no no charges filed there. That this is insanity. Yeah. Well, it's like the uh, cocaine in the White House. They, uh, you know, you're telling me one of the most surveilled buildings <laughs> in in the nation with with secret service everywhere and they can't find out whose cocaine it was. Come on. It's 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 a it's a fair point. Uh Congressman, <laughs> you uh you see what's happening at at the border and and I think the reality is that everybody is a border town now and and we have seen this uh, not just in Tennessee, but in Chicago, where people in the South Side are just enraged. And, and I'm wondering, you know, is there an opportunity for Republicans to go into these kinds of communities and say, you know what, we get it, you voted Democrat for the past 60, 70 years, but there's a better path forward here, and we've got a solution? Yeah, I, I doubt it, Todd, because, look, what what gets the those votes is um, – you know, the, the government handout stuff. And so uh, I don't think you're going to see people running to the Republican Party just because of this. Now, they're protesting, uh, and most of the protests from the municipal leaders like Eric Adams uh, in New York City, it's about the government has to send me money and resources to take care of this. They're not saying shut the border down. Now they're saying it's a border crisis. It's it's impacting their city, and it's going to. In fact, Mayor Adams said it's going to destroy his city. Uh, he's planning on spending twelve billion dollars of ta- uh, New York City money, taxpayer money next year to take care of the migrants. But look, it, it, they're 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 really just they're just asking for more more money, and that's all. And that's what empowers them. So no, I don't see a. Despite this, I don't see a big shift from the inner cities to to support Republicans. I hope you'll find this somewhat humorous, even though it's an infuriating situation. A Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene about a half an hour ago uh, calling for the censure, the censuring of Congresswoman Ilhan Omar of Somalia. That's how she 
introduced her. And then she, she corrected herself. I mean, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure with Marjorie, that was planned that way. Uh, I could have been a slip of the tongue, Congressman. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So Marjorie. She's a great communicator. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, all right, uh, Congressman, great stuff as always. And and again, thank you. Uh, so many people are frustrated. And this border situation, as we have seen, it's the issue from Iowa to New Hampshire. Yeah. And people 100%. are just so frustrated. And, and so thank yeah. you for what you're doing. Thank you, Todd, for getting the word out. Appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Uh, there you go, folks. Good man right there. Uh, Congressman... Mark Green from Tennessee, and uh, he's doing a he's doing some great work. And look, as much as we love him as 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 a congressman, I think he would be terrific to right all of the wrongs in the Pentagon right now during a Trump administration. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but uh, just a good good man, and that's what you need to know. All right, real quick here, I want to go to the phones. Uh, Bill in North Carolina, listening to us on our great affiliate WSJS, been holding on forever. Bill, thank you for that. What is on your mind? Well, Todd, first of all, Lydia is a, a breath of fresh air, wonderful girl, and just a great hire on your part, number one. Bill, are you related uh, to Lydia? I just got to ask. <laughs> no, sir. I, well, then again, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know in the South, anyway, everybody's related, so you never know. We're all family. We're all family. All right. What's, well, that is good to know. We like Lydia. She's doing a great job, and uh, – um, yes. So, all right. What's on your mind? I, I have two real quick points, and then I will yield the floor to you. Number one, I am I hang my head in shame because of our governor Roy Cooper not having the kahunas to be supportive of Governor Abbott and what he's doing in Texas. Number one, thank goodness we have Mark Robinson coming in on this coming election. I will vote. And I hope all the rest of North Carolina will vote for this gentleman to be our next governor. Yes, Number I would. Two, yeah. Oh, go go ahead. I'm, you haven't yielded well, yet. I'm, My apologies. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> and number two, if Biden does go in to run and blow it up and make it a glass parking lot, how much money is it going to cost us to go back and rebuild the city for them? Like we've always done, especially in their uh, administration. Bill, great. I yield, I oh, yield now. Thank you. My, you see, I almost did it again. Thank you, Bill, for yielding. Uh, yeah, look, these are great points you're making here. Uh, I love Mark Robinson. We're going to get him back on the show. It's been a while. Uh, we got to get him back on the program, and uh, we'll have a great conversation with him. Uh, look, I think the I think the rest of us understand what's happening in North Carolina. Uh, you guys have really suffered from this um, the mass migration of liberals from the states they ruined to what was once the rock-solid red state of North Carolina. So that's, you know, that's not on you guys. It's just you got to have strong border control, and, you know, you got to, you know, they're in North Carolina. Uh, Bill, the other part of that is, it's look, it's a great question, and, and here's the thing. We went back in to Germany. We went back into Japan, and we helped them rebuild. But this is a whole different story because we are dealing – with not a political or ideological war, we're dealing with a, a religious war here. And these countries like Iran, Muslim countries, they want to wipe us off the face of the earth. So it doesn't matter if we go back and rebuild the Taj Mahal over there in Tehran. 
it's not going to make any difference at all. But to your point, yeah, they're going to try just like George W. tried in Baghdad, and it didn't work because those people don't want democracy. They don't want freedom. They're very content um, doing whatever they do with, uh, you know, the camels and the whatnot over there. Uh, Bill, I got to run. Uh, thank you for the call, though. Thank you for the kind words of the staff. We, we, we try not to allow too much of that to happen because uh, then they'll start asking for raises. And, you know, it's a, it's a Biden economy. What are you going to do? Uh, Got to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, Dylan, I know, Dylan, Dylan, I, I know you're a big music guy. Do you have a particular genre? Are you like uh, classical or jazz? I know you like a little Taylor Swift. Uh, allegedly, you're according a, to myself. You're a Swifter. I accidentally slipped that out out yesterday. I like I like folk, like kind of acoustic. Folk. Like, you know, like acoustic guitar. You know, it used to be rock, but like now hip, I'm back into... Hippy-dippy stuff? No. I'm we are the somebody. world. No. We are the children. No. I'm trying to think. Noah Khan is big right now. He's he's like a he's just like an acoustic kind of singer songwriter. I see. All right. So well, so you're not into the the rant music? No, nah, not really. So there's been a horrible story here. There is so much violence in, in Memphis, and they're trying to convince us it's not as bad as we think it is. And one of the ways the police department, the police chief is doing that is she's cracking down. You're, they only talk about the murders, and that's bad enough. But they don't share any information, any intel about anything else except these murders. Yep. So uh, yesterday I noticed that uh, the broadcast center is right around the corner from Memphis Memorial Gardens, which is where most of the uh, people in Memphis are resting until the rapture. And um, there was a big funeral yesterday, and it was uh, so. There's a rapper named Yo Gotti, Yo Gotti, <laughs> who, by the way, is not Italian. Oh. I didn't realize that. I thought he might have been related to John Gotti. You would think so. The mobster. He's a mobster. Yo Gotti, get some meat the balls up. But no, that's don't want to stereotype. You got to do your hands like the little meat the balls. <laughs> I want the some linguine. So anyway, uh, you got um, so you got that going on. So his brother got killed, and it's not his brother's. He's a big guy. His name is Big. Is it Juke or Yuke? Is the J silent? Big Yuke. No, that's. I think the J. No, it's a J. The J is not silent. Big Juke, and so he got gunned down. It was horrible. So anyway, we talking about how we don't have enough police to protect the city, right? Someone posted photographs of the funeral yesterday, and it looked like the military had arrived in in Memphis. Uh, You had dozens of police officers, snipers on the roof. They had the airships that were doing aerial surveillance. Oh, so that's why I didn't get pulled over yesterday. that's, That's it. And so the police were saying, oh, well, we've done nothing out of the ordinary. Well, we all know that's not true. Anyway, sources are telling me. They had officers from every task force in the city there, as well as tactical units. There, It was highly planned and organized. Everybody else was screwed yesterday in Memphis. You could have robbed every city deer in the city because all the cops were at Big Juke's funeral, or Uke. 
I we got to get a pronunciation a pronunciation on that. All right, work on that, Dylan. Yo, Gotti. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. So you've got every Republican in the nation heading to Vegas. That's not a good thing for the good people of Vegas. And also maybe for the Republicans, unless they're heading to the cramps tables, because they got to get some cash and they've got to get it fast. They're broke. Uh, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend who heads up the Nevada Talk Network, our good buddy Wyatt Cox joins us. Wyatt, hope you're doing well. Well, we're just awaiting the arrival of an atmospheric river that's going to dump more snow on us up here in northern Nevada. Other than that, you know, same All right, well, old, let's, same old. well, let's talk about Republican politics. Um, you've got the caucus. Um, not going to be. Are there any surprises? Anything we need to be aware of? I, I know that Nikki Haley is is not is is not on the uh, the list. Yeah, the the biggest problem we have right now is confusion caused by. The Democrats, as you know, our Democrat legislature is uh, is dominated by the Democrats from Las Vegas and uh, Reno. And so the biggest thing they, they said, well, we're going to have a presidential primary. Um, the state party, in its wisdom, said uh, we don't want to have anything to do with your party. Uh, we're going to have caucuses two days later. So whatever you hear on Tuesday, February 6th, uh, is going to end up being a big, uh, big thing for Nikki Haley because Nikki Haley is on the primary ballot. Uh, and by the way, we have reports of people out of uh, uh, the Reno area reported getting multiple Republican ballots. So that's going to big surprise there, right? Uh, the the mail-in ballot still is here. Uh, the the caucuses are going to be in person Thursday night, five until seven our time. And uh, the only serious contender that uh, uh, President Trump has to face is from Ryan Binkley, and I don't think he's going to uh, do much except, you know, he may get some sympathy vote. Wyatt, I, I'm curious to, to get your thoughts on Trump's support there in Nevada. Uh, what are you hearing uh, from uh, the listeners of, of the Nevada Talk Network? Oh, it's very strong. The president is very strong through much of rural Nevada and through much of Nevada, uh, I, the, the biggest issue is going to be what happens in Las Vegas and Reno. And, of course, that's going to be the areas where many of the rhinos sit. And that's just going to be very, very ugly. Uh, it, it, I think, though, that people in Nevada are sick and tired of the economics that the Biden administration has brought. And uh, it's badly hurt much of the in, many of the industries here. Uh, the only saving grace is we are finally starting to see a little bit of recovery, a little bit of dig out. But uh, that's not really much from the Bidens. That's basically pulling up on our bootstrap, own bootstrap. But the, uh, uh, the prices at the grocery store are high. We're seeing some recovery in gas prices. But again, it's not worth the, uh, it's not Biden. It's not at all. It is not economic policies driven by this White House. It is by people doing their best to realize, hey, we can't do this. Wyatt Cox from the Nevada Talk Network on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. 
Uh, Wyatt, uh, there is some new polling data out of Quinnipiac. And uh, now, and, and this, you know, we were warning people this was going to happen. You know, we, you know, don't be surprised if all of a sudden the polls immediately shift and Trump is trailing Biden. Uh, we knew that was going to happen, and we're starting to see this shift. Uh, Biden, now, according to Quinnipiac, is leading Trump among female voters. Uh, Biden at 58%, and uh, that's up from 53% in December. Trump still leads among among male voters. What what do you make of this? Uh, there's only one poll that really matters, and it's the, it's as was said many many years before. It's the economy, stupid. The economy is not doing what it needs to be. You know, people are going to be asked, "Are you better off today than you were four years ago?" And if you are not, which the majority of Americans are not, they're going to realize that those uh, uh, Trump policies hope their pocketbooks a whole lot better than uh, the policies of this administration. All right. So uh, Wyatt Cox, uh, again, talking about Republicans coming to town, the RNC. Uh, there's a lot of scuttlebutt that the, the, the National Republican Party is just in dire straits right now financially. Uh, what? How are things going with the, the state Republicans there in Nevada? Not great, but better than, you know, the – they're doing better than the national party, which isn't saying much. Uh, our GOP committee woman, uh, Sigal Chata, whom I've talked with you about before, uh, who the rhino part of the Republican party, uh, did not allow her to be, uh, the, uh, they, they sided with a Democrat, uh, to be the, uh, state attorney general. And, uh, she's submitting a proposal, a resolution this week requiring fiscal responsibility at the RNC. And uh, we'll just have to see if the RNC decides to be fiscally responsible because far too many Republicans in D.C. are not fiscally responsible. But we'll we'll see what happens. Well, let's talk about fiscal responsibility. Uh, Our friends over at Red State have done a deep dive into the numbers. And and I want to run down some of these numbers. Why This is insane. Uh, floral arrangements. I mean, everybody loves flowers. They're very nice, unless you're allergic. Uh, the RNC or the DNC. The DNC spent seven hundred ninety-five dollars on floral arrangements. That's a lot of money. Wyatt, the Republicans spent seventy thousand three hundred and twenty-eight dollars. It doesn't surprise me. The uh, Republican Party and the Rhino part of the Republican Party that is still there, that is basically in charge of the RNC and our Nevada GOP are people of, uh, of means, people who are used to having lots of fancy things. And so they spend a lot of money on things that are not relevant instead of doing things like, oh, I don't know, supporting candidates, supporting fiscally responsible candidates. The, 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 the biggest problem with both parties is there's very little fiscal responsibility. The Republicans are doing okay at fundraising. The problem is the income is not matching the outgo, which is the same problem we face in Washington. So the the numbers, by the way, this is from October 2022 to November of last year, and this is all um, all filings through the FEC, so this information is out there. And to your point, again, about spending money in the wrong places, they spent $263,000 on limousines, 
compared to $7,000 for the Democrats. They spent almost $300,000 on office supplies. I mean, what are people walking out with the ink pens, the staples? That's crazy. Uh, $45,000 for the Democrats. And Wyatt, here's the, here's the point that you were making. The text messages, getting out the vote, right? The RNC spent $86,000 on those texts. The Democrats, $1.6 million. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Ryan Binkley sent me a text asking for me to caucus for him on this um, on uh, February 8th. And that's telling that he's the only one. The Trump campaign, uh, apart from the big rally that he held uh, a few a couple of weeks ago, uh, that's all that we've heard from the Trump committee uh, here in the state. And, you know, the, the, the Republican Party sent out one postcard reminding people of the caucus. They're doing no advertising. They're doing no uh, no get out the vote at all. It, they, quite frankly, the state party is in the bag for President Trump, and I have no problem with that, but it should be a level playing field. All right. Well, Wyatt, appreciate the insight, appreciate the intel. We're going to be paying close attention. And, of course, up comes South Carolina, and uh, it goes on and on and on. Wyatt, we appreciate the great work you guys are doing out there. Appreciate it, and uh, uh, I'm going to go back to working on my podcast. All right. There you go. Wyatt Cox, everybody, over at the Nevada Talk Network, a great uh, collection of radio stations out there across the, uh, the entire state. And uh, they have a, a mighty big reach over there. So I want to go back to these numbers here uh, from Red State. And it's just, again, ladies and gentlemen, you need to know where your money is going. Jennifer Van, La- Jennifer Van Lahr is the investigative journalist. And she's exposing all of this information. Consultants, uh, Democrats, $114,000 they spent. Republicans, $1 million. I already mentioned limousines. Republicans got to travel in style, you know. But as far as, oh, and here we go, the state outlays. And this is, I mean, this is huge. $13 million, the RNC, $23 million for the Democrats. And by the way, this is not Trump's responsibility. This is Ronna Romney McDaniel's job. And this is... This is outrageous. They literally spent $1.5 million of your donation money on flower arrangements, limos, and media consultants. And I ask you, was that a, was that a, a good use of your donation dollars? 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Good to have you with us. So President Biden finally got around to calling some of the uh, the families of the soldiers who were killed, uh, the the soldiers um, from Georgia. And uh, he didn't have time earlier. And the reason why he didn't have time, he was... um, he was having a confab with Elmo of Tickle Me Elmo from Sesame Street. And he was doing an emotional wellness check on the, the Muppet. 
pardon me, puppet. Do we know how Elmo identifies? Does Elmo identify as a Muppet or a puppet? Do we have any intel on that? If we do, uh, guys, just let me know. So anyway, uh, Biden is uh, there. And uh, do we have this audio? Or I, I want you to listen to, to, to what Biden had to say when he was talking with, with his family. President Biden calling Oneida and Sean Sanders, whose 24-year-old daughter Kennedy was killed in the attack. I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to excuse the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir, we understand. The parents overcome with emotion when the president reveals how their daughter will be honored. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow. That is the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, lot to me. Uh, my son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. And uh, I, uh, you know, 1%, 1% of all these kids are the ones that uh, take care of 99% of us. So Biden, he lied to the family. He said that's how his son died. No, his son, Bo, died in a hospital of brain cancer. That's how he died. He wasn't killed in the line of duty. He wasn't killed because of the feckless foreign policy of the Biden administration. So again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a big deal, a big deal. So Biden is either intentionally lying or he's lying because he doesn't remember and he doesn't know how his own son died, lost his life. But he keeps doing this kind of stuff and and the media gives him a pass. But for him to lie like that to the family, a grieving family, it's just beyond reprehensible. All right, let's go to the phones here, 901-260-5926. Arnez in Memphis, Tennessee, listening on KWAM, our flagship station. Hi, Arnez, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking, Arnez. All right. Um, for one, I'm, you may not agree with anything I say, but I'm not going to lie to you. I have, I, have that much respect, I have that much respect for the station. You saw the Quinnack poll. Early, well, earlier. The Quinnipiac poll? Yes, yeah, I saw the yeah, poll. Yeah, I, I can't pronounce it. It's so okay. Excuse me for that. No, you're good. But, you're good. But and, and I hate paying attention to polls this early because even though, yes, it's an election year, November seems like seems like forever from now. But it has Biden at 50% and Trump at 44%. And also I saw that I, 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 I watched all the caucuses, Iowa, New Hampshire, and I hate to say, I, truth is, if I'm Trump's in a lot of trouble, there's no honest, there's no way to spin it or scapegoat it because he was going, he was going to get, he's going to get the nomination. There was no doubt in my mind from six months ago to now that yeah, he's going to get the nomination. But the numbers, even though he won fifty percent, over fifty percent of, of in both New Hampshire and Iowa there was still 40% of people of, of Republicans who still voted against him. And if I'm, if I'm in his camp, I'm looking at that and 
that's not that's not very encouraging. On top of that, the Save America Pact a year ago, a year ago this time, they had a hundred million dollars in their coffers, and now it's dwindled to under ten million. On top of, he still has a lot of these cases looming, and uh, some and some of these cases are going are going to go to trial this year, and that bill is going to go up because these lawyers are not cheap. And as far as his running mate, Kim Scott, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Christy Noam, Elise Stanovic, I think that's a, I, I think I pronounced that right. Me personally, looking at all those candidates, it doesn't it really doesn't matter because neither one of them are going to put him over the hump or keep him out of the White House. So regardless of who he picks, it's it's pretty much a fait accompli at this point. Do you think and Joe far- Biden has? Do you think Joe Biden is deserving of, of being reelected, Arnez? I honestly, I wouldn't put either one. I wouldn't have either one of them in in office simply because simply because of the age. Simply because of their age. Their age. Who do you like? If you had, who's your choice to run as as a Democrat? Uh well, if I'm if I'm looking if I'm looking down the line, if I'm looking in twenty twenty eight. Right now, just from interviews I've seen, and just from I, it will be Gavin. Gavin Newsom will probably will more than like is more than likely going to be the next Democratic nominee. But like I said, that's that's an, look. I'm I'll not. Be, I'll be forty when that happens. I'm not I'm disagreeing with anything you said. I mean, the RNC's got money problems. The party is divided. Uh, there is a large faction that doesn't want Donald Trump to run. I get that. Um, but the reality is I don't see anybody else running on the Republican side who's got a snowball's chance of winning. And I, I, look, if I were Joe Biden and there's some reporting out there uh, that things are so bad with Kamala Harris, and, I mean, she's a bird brain, they, they want to replace her with someone like Michelle Obama. And that's the only thing they could do. They've got to replace – if they replace her, but I don't think they are now. Uh, they're going to have to replace her with minority. Otherwise, the, the, the narrative will be Biden drops, you know, the black VP. That's or the black VP of color. So, Arnaz, I'm not disagreeing with anything you say, but I do think Trump is the guy. And the question is, and this has been the eternal question, will the Republican Party embrace Donald Trump and unite behind Donald Trump? That's the million dollar question. Arnaz, got to run a great, great call, though. Thank you, sir. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Let's get right to it. A lot, a lot to tackle this hour of the program. So happy to have you uh, folks with us today. And welcome to all of our viewers. This hour of the radio program is simulcast on Newsmax, too, so we appreciate all of our uh, viewers as well. So we've been following a crazy story out of New York City where a gang of eight illegal aliens beat the holy living daylights out of two New York City police officers. They were beaten in the face. Uh, They were pummeled. 
And for the life of me, I have no idea why the officers did not pull out their service revolvers and take care of business. And maybe one of the reasons why they didn't do that is because uh, they would have been brought up on charges. Because as we all know, it's open season on law enforcement in the United States of America. It's pretty despicable. So the illegals, or at least four, I believe four or six of them, were arrested, and they were immediately set free, no bond. How do you do that? You nearly kill two police officers, and you're telling me that these guys were back out on the streets? That's insane. But this is New York City, and, and this is what's happening in New York City. So anyway, beyond that, now uh, you've got the governor saying, well, we, we're going to look into maybe maybe deporting these guys. What do you mean maybe? Why are, why are they still roaming the streets here? So you may have seen the video. One of the illegals, uh, the local media caught up with him, and the guy's flipping off the camera. But he's not flipping off the camera. He's flipping off you, America. You, the American taxpayers, you're paying for these people to be here. You paid for their flights to New York City. Uh, You're paying for their food, for their housing, for the clothes they're wearing. And by the way, very nice clothes these people are wearing. You're paying everything for it. Your butt has to get up in the morning. you got to drag yourself out of bed. You've got to go work. You've got to pay your taxes. Then Joe Biden and the Democrats take your tax money and they give it to the illegals who turn around and beat the holy crap out of law enforcement officers. It's not right, America. It is not right. So now you have the New York City Police Department's chief of patrol, one of the people out there fighting mad about this. Cut number eight. All right. So we all saw the video. Saturday afternoon about 4 o'clock, 42nd Street and 7th Avenue, a lieutenant and a police officer from Midtown South being directed towards the Soil League group. As they clear, try to clear that group, you saw the video, reprehensible, cowards. You have eight people attacking a lieutenant and a cop, running up to them, trying to kick him in the face and kick him in the face. Four are arrested on the scene. One was arrested last night. The four that were arrested should be sitting in Rikers right now on bail should be indicted this week and taken off our streets you want to know why our cops are getting assaulted there's no consequences and we must change this end of story and and he's absolutely right there there are no consequences anymore nobody wants to talk about the illegals going out there and causing all sorts of mayhem but it's happening in cities all over america By the way, gang violence, especially Hispanic gang violence, off the charts in America. Even in New York City, one resident talking about the illegals there literally forming gangs. Let's listen to Cut 7. Guys, the violence here in the last two weeks in New York City has gotten so bad. Basically, all the migrants have all created like these little sub gangs according to where they have derived from the colombians are sticking together the venezuelans are sticking together and the assault and the murder rate has just gone through the roof i saw my friend this weekend who's nypd and he was telling me how crazy it is and that they have direct orders that they can't even really arrest them unless it's a serious serious crime isn't that sick 
your NYPD and your boss is telling you, listen, don't make us look bad. Don't arrest any of them. I mean, isn't that sick? Meanwhile, you got citizens who live here and they jaywalk and the cops are like, take that piece of in, let's go. $3,000 fine. I mean, it's wild. So basically in the tents right now, there's one specific story that stands out a little bit. Last week, this man from Venezuela was waiting on the food line to get their food. And he tried to like, you know, hook up with some girl who belonged to a Peruvian guy. The Peruvian guy got mad that, you know, he was trying to mack it to his girl. And then he stabbed him in the neck. That was it. He's dead. Goodbye. And that's just like, you know, the tip of the iceberg. What do you think? It's not going to continue? It's going to get worse. Jeez. I mean, the stories he told me, you guys would die. Look, she's she's not wrong here. Uh, we are watching these kinds of attacks uh, increase all over America. I want you to just think about this for a moment, folks. 40 million illegals, right? 40 million illegals. Even if, let's just say, 39 million of them are good, law-abiding, peaceful people, which they're not. But let's, for the sake of the argument, say they are. That means we still have a million criminal thugs walking around on American streets right now, putting your kids putting your wife in danger. That's what's going on here. So what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? This is, look, and, and these Democrats, you get what you vote for. That's what you get it. You voted for this. This is on you. 901-260-5926. Let's go to Linda in Oklahoma. Hi, Linda. What's on your mind? Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm watching you on Newsmax. I watch Newsmax, and I like your show. I like uh, almost all the talk shows on Newsmax, but you have a special sense of humor I like. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And it makes it interesting. The illegals in the country uh, is is terrifying. Uh, I live in a small town in Oklahoma, and we don't have much commotion around here, but the other day I was in Walmart, and there was a man that probably wasn't illegal. He was cursing, screaming, threatening, just making a big commotion. And I almost turned around and walked back out because he was, um, they were calling the police, but I don't think they ever got there and he left. But the thing about it, if he gets, if they get mad enough, what's going to stop him from coming back with a gun and just mowing people down? Guns are prevalent everywhere. I just think that the lawlessness is is so detrimental to everybody and then that man got killed got carjacked and got killed well when is somebody going to decide it's time to call in the national guard and round up some of these people and keep an eye on them well it's past time for that linda and uh, i'm i'm afraid that these criminals and, and as bad as things are now when the islamic radicals who've been able to cross our border get activated those sleeper cells, we're going to be facing a world of hurt in this country. I mean, it, it's really going to be that bad here. And and that's why we've had so many lawmakers on this program say over the past six months, it's not a matter, it's not a matter of if, but but when. So uh, we've, got to, we've got to pay attention. Linda, appreciate that call. By the way, uh, very excited to share with you uh, this news. The uh, the new book Twilight's Last Gleaming. I got the author copy. They uh, they sent me some uh, some of the early um, early books as they come off the press, and it's a good looking book. Twilight's Last Gleaming. It's got President Trump here. 
uh, Marsha Blackburn, Congressman Jim Jordan, all sorts of uh, great folks have endorsed this book, and we're mighty thankful for that. And uh, I would love for you to get a copy. Uh, there you go. You can see uh, the cover there on the screen, and uh, you can pre-order a copy wherever you buy your books. Um, we're recommending Amazon. That seems to be the go-to place, but we'd love for you to get that. The book will be physically in bookstores on March 19th. All right, we are opening up the phone lines. What do we do with these illegals, folks? Do we follow President Trump's advice and stage the largest roundup and deportation in American history? Is that the call here? Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. A lot of folks wanting to weigh in. Let's talk to Mary hanging out with us on the talk station in North Carolina. Hi, Mary. What's on your mind? Uh, hi, good afternoon. Uh, in a nutshell, what I want to say is, as a Cuban-American, my parents were refugees in 1960. They came into the country lawfully lawfully we cannot have this this is crazy there has to be law and order and president trump should be the existing president we need to get on get on board help him get reelected, and uh the brian mcdaniel whatever needs to be fired she doesn't even know how to run a budget now people Mary, let me jump in. You got a super bad phone signal there, but I, I think we got the gist of what you're saying. And I'm with you on Ronna Romney. Uh, she's got to go. She's got to go. She is driving the Republican Party into bankruptcy. That's what that woman is doing, and it's just unacceptable. And the fact that we're spending all of this money on the thing, um, and, and by the way, for our Newsmax viewers, we, we talked about this in the last hour, we have got, we have got Republicans spending more money on flower arrangements than we do mailers to get out the vote. That's unacceptable. We don't have enough money to drive people around in limos. How about this? Somebody got a pickup truck? Great. Extended cab? You can put a whole lot of those people in there. But this is bonkers crazy that the Republicans are nearing bankruptcy because they got no money in the bank. All right, let's go to... Pete in Nevada wants to weigh in on these illegals attacking the uh, NYPD. All right, Pete, what's going on? Hi, Todd. How you doing? I'm good. Thank uh, you for asking. I just think they, they come into our country and they act like fools. They ought to get a one-way ticket back to where they came from. And even if it's at the government's expense, they seem to want to blow money on everything. Let them get them out of here. Well, I'd, look, as soon as you're arrested, if you're an illegal, Pete, I say your butt needs to be on the first plane back to wherever you came from. I agree. All right, I Pete. I agree 100%. Pete, appreciate that call. Let's go to Karen in California. Karen, what's on your mind today? Uh, hello, Mr. Todd. Uh, great to be and watch your show every day. Thank you. Um, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a Hispanic myself. Uh, I emigrated to the United States from Chile. And, um, you know, what's happening in New York is really uh, embarrassing uh, to see. And uh, honestly, I agree with Mr. Trump. Round them all up, send them home, because this stuff that's happening is just the start. 
And I don't know if you are aware of what happened in Chile uh, a couple of years ago, like maybe a year before COVID started. There was this big uh, issue with immigrants also going into the country, and um, they pretty much destroyed the, the capital city. They burned down the metro station. They um, they were like stamp- these people were like stampedes going into the supermarket, stealing, and you know taking advantage of all of the the help that they were being given over there. Karen, it sounds like you're describing exactly what's happening here in this country right now. All right, well, we got a problem there. Karen, appreciate that call. Um, Don't know what that was, but there you go. Uh, Let's go to Maine. WLOB Zion is on the line. What's on your mind today? Welcome. Well, thank you for taking my uh, call, Todd. And so I think it's so crucial to uh, support um, all the illegal immigrants, like Trump said, I think we should go with that because they're literally destroying our country. We've seen them beat up, you know, the New York police officers, and it's going to get a lot worse. Uh, I don't know if you have heard of this, but the news uh, article where they interviewed a illegal alien who was Middle Eastern, and they didn't know who he was. He says, you know who I am? And he says, No. And uh, he says, well, they're going too soon, so it's clear that they have terrorists in here, and they're going to destroy our country, and I love this country, and we need to uh, fix it. You know what, Zion? I, I think you're making a lot of sense, and I did see that video, and it was it was really shocking. And I, you know, I was watching this, uh, this uh, Islamic whoever, radical, who's, and by the way, it turns out he was on a terror watch list. And the guy says, "You're gonna. Everybody's gonna know my name." And uh, I think we need to start taking them at their word. Thank you for that call. Let's go to Joey in New York. Wants to weigh in on the illegals. Hi, Joey. What part of New York are you from? I am from the village of Portchester, the original sanctuary uh, town. If you've seen a couple years ago with the midnight flights into the Westchester Airport, we're one of the biggest receivers of. Uh, illegal aliens. It started in the 1960s when I was in grammar school with Cuban influx, which were all great people. I went to school with them. But with the influx of the population, I can tell you through my lifetime, we lost a bolt nut manufacturing uh, in our town, Lifesavers Manufacturing. They bankrupted our hospital. Uh, We've lost almost every automotive dealer. Uh, oldest GMC dealer in the country, uh, an ice cream company. Uh, what it creates, my point, is a domino effect where the population increases and the, and the tax income diminishes. Uh, to give an example, I know the GMC dealer was the oldest in the country, which was had to go out uh, in 2008 there. Uh, taxes for the property, and you do need a lot of property, you know, for for trucks and a dealership. In twenty years, went from forty four thousand to one hundred and forty two thousand. Wow! Um, a lot of that is all with the uh, school taxes because those schools have tripled in size, and he has to put uh, Trump has to activate the uh, uh, Operation Rawhide round them up and head them out because the long-term effect is these are all 
military age, but they're also prime breeding age. The population is going to increase, and the tax burden is going to be phenomenal on the American people. Yeah, jo- I've been living with it my whole life. Joy, I I appreciate that firsthand report uh, because we have seen that we have seen that happen in other cities uh, around the nation, and it's just unacceptable. Joey, I appreciate that call, and uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us on Newsmax today. Again, our number is 901-260-5926. And folks, the the problem uh, you people in New York City are facing is that your elected leaders are not on your side, right? They would much rather have the illegals there than you. That's, That's what's going on here. That's what that's all about. So don't be surprised. When I mean, and and just think about this, they attacked police officers, and it wasn't just like a poke or a shove; they were kicking them in the face. Now, if you, American taxpayer, did something like that, you'd be in jail. You'd already be in jail. But not these guys. They just let them right back out on the streets. One set of rules for the illegals; another set for all of us who have to pay the bills in this country. All right, folks, hang tight. We've got to take a break. In the meantime, head over to our website. Check out all of our great stories, including this one. Pastor Jack Hibbs triggers atheist on the floor of the U.S. Capitol. It is a great story. You'll find it at ToddStearns.com. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you are doing well. Good news for you people in Wisconsin. Uh, The Wisconsin Senate passing legislation that would ban naked bike riding. So that's a good thing. And let's get real. I mean, all that cheese on the diet, um, do you really want to see a lot of those people butt naked? No, I don't think so. Not only that, you got to be careful. You're riding along, you hit a bump, and something gets caught in a spoke. That's, um, That's unfortunate. So anyway, good job there. Uh, by the way, speaking of nudity, um, the the gay sex dude in the Senate Remember that story? That was a weird story. Um, you uh, you had a Senate staffer who was uh, videoing, videoing himself uh, doing the boot scootin' boogie right there in a Senate chamber on the um, on the table. It was not good. I think it actually left some marks. Anyway, um, the Stanford worked for Senator Ben Cardin of Maryland, no longer employed. Senator Cardin says, I was angry, disappointed. It's a breach of trust and decorum, might I add. Many people um, in the uh, community, this is from USA Today, many people rolled their eyes or guffawed about the incident. Did anybody guffaw? Anybody projectile vomit? Republican Georgia Congressman Mike Collins posted a meme asking which desecration was worse, J6 or um, doing it doggy style in a Senate chamber. So anyway, uh, they did an investigation. No charges are going to be filed, right? No charges filed. That's it. Meanwhile, you have the FBI going out there and staging these guns-drawn pre-dawn raids on the homes of pro-life families in America. 
you're letting Sodom and Gomorrah take place there in the United States Capitol, and that's okay. But you can't be a pro-lifer who prays or sings a hymn outside of an abortion clinic. I just want to make sure you understand the, the lay of the land right now. Oh, that's a bad phrase to use here. My apologies. Um, let's go to the, wow, uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Ray in Florida, watching us on Newsmax 2. Hi, Ray, what's going on? Hey, Todd, good to hear from you. Hey, do you know the, uh, the story about who killed Georgi Markov, the Bulgarian guy that used an umbrella and poked him with ricin? Okay, Ray, I have Very no idea what you're talking My understanding is you wanted to talk about stop paying the taxes that go to illegals. Okay. They but- were communists because he was speaking out. He was a journalist, and he was my great uncle. He was speaking out against the communists invading Bulgaria. And I'm, I'm carrying the torch for him here in America because that's what these people are. They're communists. And people need to wake up, and they're atheists. They're evil. They don't believe in religion. I hope people realize they're evil. Well, Ray, we we appreciate you calling in and uh, appreciate you sharing your story. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to, every now and again, we just have to remind folks, when you call in and you talk with the lovely Lydia, who is handling a call screening, tell her what you want to talk about. All right? Just be upfront about it. But don't come on the air telling us one thing and then telling Lydia something else. That's not how... That's not how we do things here on this program. All right, this is not NPR. Uh, let's go to Jenny in Arizona. Hi, Jenny. What's on your mind today? Uh, hi, Todd. So I have a good idea, and that is since the court is so um, ridiculous about like like letting the cops go and then they're charging those people that were singing like almost eleven years, you know. I think that our justice system is a mess, and we need to do it like, kind of like a version of The Voice on TV. You know, like, you don't see who the defendants are. You don't get, are they Republican? Are they black? Are they white? Is it Trump? And then you just get the facts of the case, like Daniel Penny, okay, saving some people on the subway, you know, you take the blackout, take that he was military out, all of that. And then maybe with just given the pertinent information, they can make an honest, you know, come up with an honest, true penalty for people without knowing, you know, if they're Republican but Jenny, there, that kind of thing. look, yes, I, I, there was a time in American history and in the judicial system when, when Lady Justice was blind, but that's, that's over. Those days are gone now. And the hate crime legislation, the federal hate crime legislation actually stopped all of that, right? So now if you go out and kill somebody, and let's just say that person is a minority, you could face a longer prison term because you killed a minority as opposed to killing just a regular old uh, white person. So the the whole point of the, the hate crime legislation was to elevate crimes. So killing one person is bad, killing another person not so bad. Attacking a minority is horrifying. You could spend the rest of your life in prison. If you attack a white guy, you're back out on the streets before supper time. That's Jenny, that's what the leftists have done 
to our judicial system. And now on top of that, not only is Lady Justice no longer blind, but Lady Justice is is also weaponized to go after anybody who's a conservative, anybody who's a Republican. Jenny, I appreciate that call, and thank you for watching us today. Let's go to Mike in California. Hi, Mike. What say you? Hey, Todd. Um, uh, comment on the uh, police beating, right? That is a direct result of Adams, Letitia James, and Hochul, the governor, right? Like, you cannot have individuals that are uh, elected or put in office to uphold the law, but are clearly not doing that and working against the law. How can you have somebody beating up on a police officer and putting, arresting them, supposedly, and immediately releasing them without giving them any kind of bail, nothing, hey, go back in, do it again. If, you know, think about this, right? What if those illegal aliens, because that's what they are, they are not migrants, what if they attack the convoy of Adams or the convoy of Letitia James? Do you really think that their bodyguards would not be beating the tar out of them or potentially shooting to kill? If you think that, you're, you know, you're not altogether you know, cognitively speaking, right? Mike, I, I, I hear you. And I, I'm just, I'm of the opinion we play hardball with these people. I'm with you. They're not migrants or illegal aliens. Uh, they are invaders and they ought to be treated as such. Quite frankly, we are a nation at war. Our elected leaders may not understand this concept, but our nation has been invaded. If you've got, and according to the Yale stats from 2018, they say as many as 20 to 22 million illegals are here. That number has doubled since 2018. We know that 7 to 9 million people already in the Biden administration uh, have already crossed that border. So we are looking at a full-blown invasion of this country, and we're trying to turn a blind eye. But I'm telling you, Mike, and I appreciate the call, I'm telling you right now, everybody, that we have got big, big troubles in this country. I want you to listen to this is a woman here in Memphis, Tennessee talking about just going to Kroger, going grocery shopping. And this is in a very nice part of of the city of, of Memphis. Cut number four. This is the PSA. Um, if you are in Memphis, you're in East Memphis, or you're a woman off of Kirby and Quince, you want to be careful because there is a black Tahoe. Uh, the, rent, the, the tires are very large. Uh, they really don't stand out, but they kind of do. Um, I was going, I actually was by myself, um, just doing my daily, uh, grocery shopping. Um, and this, uh, truck, I think it was about two or three guys in it. It uh, looked like they had Pushy mask on, um, kind of rolled up a little bit. The, the car was, the truck was tinted. Um, and I was, like I said, I was by myself. I was coming out. Uh, my car was a little bit standoffish from the store entrance. Um, and I was walking towards my car. As I was coming in, uh, these guys, I locked eyes with them. They were in their car. 
were in their truck, um, and I could see them looking at me as I approached my car. One opened their back door. Me being a woman, I got very alarmed. I ended up turning me and my basket around. I went back into uh, the store, and I got the security guard, and he was able to walk me to the store. I mean, walk me to the car. Um, so once we got back out, then, you know, they were gone, of course. Uh, I guess I alarmed them because they expected me to be naive and not really, you know, paying attention to my surroundings. But I just want to warn you if you are at the uh, Kirby and Quince location, who knows when these got whatever they were trying to do, if they try to do it again or whatever, uh, make sure you're armed for safety for yourself and just watch out for your surroundings. All right. Yeah, absolutely. And this is just going to the grocery store. By the way, that's an everyday occurrence here in Memphis, an everyday occurrence. Crime is off the charts and it's only going to get worse. All right, we've got to take a quick break here, folks. Lines are full, so just keep dialing, and we'll try to get you on the show today. I've got to tell you about our friend Mike Lindell. Man, do they hate him. The media hates him. The left hates him. Establishment Republicans hate this man. And for what? All he wants to do is the right thing, right? That's all he wants to do. Well, Mike and his staff over at MyPillow, they want to thank all of our listeners, for their continued support. And the way they're going to do that is they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS. You're going to get free shipping on your entire order. You're going to get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0, and you're going to get the brand-new flannel sheets that have just arrived and will not last long. You're going to be able to get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98. Uh, Folks, these are great deals. And by the way, the mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. All you need to do is go to my special website, MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. And use my promo code, last name of Starns. You can also also call at 1-800-839-8506. That's 800-839-8506. And you're going to be able to get free shipping on your entire order, MyPillow.com slash Starns. Be sure to use that promo code Starns. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on the Todd Starns Radio Show today. And trust you are doing well. Let's go right back to the phones. Let's uh, chat with Brian in New Jersey, watching us on Newsmax today. And, Brian, I understand you have an idea on what to do with these illegals. Yeah, well, there's been a problem with figuring out where to put them and everything because they're putting them in schools and everything else. And so I was thinking, it's like they got prisons that are shut down all across the the country, basically. They they closed them down and not in use. I figured, well, they got plenty of rooms in there for them, whereas... They'd have their own chef to do their meals. They got this nice dining hall to get served their meals in. Basically, they even have rooms there for people that want solitary confinement. Whereas, uh, they got an exercise room for them. It's like they got all the convenience at home there for them. Brian, I just want them out of my country. Is it is it yeah, asking too well, much? Yeah. Well, basically, what the thought is also is you basically have them all in one spot in large quantity. And then they could even write home to their friends and everything and tell them they live in a gated community. (laughs) Yeah, but that might bring more people across that border, uh, Brian. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. 
I'm just thinking where's it be a good temporary holding spot until next year, and then that way they'd be just all gathered up and gotten rid of. Well, that is certainly one option. Brian, appreciate that. Let's go to Jerry in Kansas. Hi, Jerry. You are on the air. Uh, good afternoon, Todd. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, police being attacked and assaulted in New York. Uh, I'd like for everybody that listens to your show to remember what Donald Trump said back in 2016 when this all started. He said that they're not sending their brightest and their best. They're sending criminals and thugs and people in insane asylums and mental institutions across the border. And Nancy Pelosi led the charge saying, no, these people are just people. They're just looking for something better. And, you know, the Democrats were all over it like Donald Trump was saying something wrong. I don't look at Donald Trump as a president. I look at Donald Trump as a man with common sense. He saw what was coming. He called it, and he was absolutely correct. And what they need to do with these people, number one, they're here illegally. They break the law. They get deported. There are no court dates. They go directly to jail. ICE picks them up and sends them home. You want to send a message? Put Trump back in the White House, man. We need him back. Yes, we do, Jerry. And and he will play hardball. And, and you're right. Donald Trump saw this coming. He knew what was happening. And I think we've all known. I mean, if if you're if you're a longtime viewer of Newsmax, you've seen the stories. But these again are not migrant related attacks on the rise. These are illegal alien related attacks on the rise. That's what's going on here. Jerry, appreciate that call and that observation. Thank you for watching Newsmax. Um, let's go to Ed in Pennsylvania. Hi, Ed. You are on the air. Hi, Todd. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I think you wanted a response to the question of whether we should deport all these uh, illegal invaders rolling into our country. Yes, sir. um, Go for it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, They should be deported. Uh, I mean, the money we're giving them, if that's not enough to use to deport them all with, round them, every last one of them, you know, you can stick some of these IRA, IRS agents on these uh, politicians who have become extremely wealthy overnight. And uh, let's jump to the border real quick. I'm a 67-year-old veteran. I love America and the town I live in. And the sum- all summer long, we have a flag on every telephone pole on both towns in our street, uh, leave the razor wire up, but put some landmines in front of it and some machine guns behind it. Problem solved. Problem solved, Ed. It really is that simple, is it not? Problem solved. We've got to start protecting our border just like Israel protects her border, just like Ukraine should have protected their border. Uh, That's what we ought to do here. But unfortunately, Ed, a lot of people don't want to do that. They seem to live under this notion that countries don't invade countries anymore, and we all know that not to be true. Ed, thank you for that call, and we certainly appreciate you listening. Let's go real quick to Patrick in New York. you got about 40 seconds, Patrick. Go for it. Hey, how are you, Todd? I'm good. Thank you for asking. What a disgrace what they're doing to the cops. The mayor was a cop. And he's not standing up. The governor, oh, we have to look into this to see what it's all about. You see it on video. They let him out without cash bail. They just let him out so they can run and do this again. 
I think it's really crazy what this New York State is doing. I'm embarrassed to live here. Patrick, there are a lot of good patriots living in New York City and out of the boroughs, and, and you're right. And it's going to take all you folks rising up, taken to the streets, just like these yahoos out there on the uh, the pro-Palestinian, pro-illegal immigrant side. Hey, Patrick, I've got a skedaddle, but you keep you hold the faith, my friend, and hold the line. Folks, it's been a lot of fun. Coming up next, the Newsmax TV show. You can watch that on Newsmax.com. Have a great one, everybody. You be good, America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.